pod. Basketball season's over. Uh, so here we are. You know, we're hanging out, hanging out in the temple, Temple 2.0. And uh, that's because Elijah's temple rests in peace, right? I mean, we R. can't R. even go there anymore. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Um, so we're, we're here in the temple. Uh, you know, me, Luke, myself, Dalton, Eastside myself, and uh, the old dirty passer, uh, Adam. <laughs> O.D.P. Here. We're just hanging out. And, uh, you know... We're making some changes. We're making some changes on the pod. If you're listening, you may have noticed the changes that we didn't drop this pod on a Friday, but now we're looking at the beginning of the week, Mondays and Tuesdays. You can expect more drops then. Uh, mostly because we know that right now, especially, you're busy on Friday, you know, and there's no basketball games on the weekend that are big deals. We don't got to cover those big basketball games right now. You're busy on the weekends. We want to talk to you when you were back in your business mindset because this is a podcast about business and basketballs. And right now, basketballs is you know, we still going to talk about them, but they're they're a little bit on hold <laughs> because now we are going to align ourselves with business, and we want to talk to you whenever you are doing business. And in my mind, business like I know there's a lot of people that are working twelves or sixteens. You know, I see a lot of people on my social media feeds about talking about how hard they work and how often they work. Farmers right now, they really talk, oh, we out working, working, working. Yeah, I know you are. That's fine. But you know, business hours are just whenever Wall Street's open. Mm. If the stock market ain't open, it ain't business time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) If it's a federal holiday, we're all off. It's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Straight up. It's kind of like barbers and bankers. Mm. They follow the right hours of business. If you're working past that, you're working too hard. <laughs> or maybe you're just maybe you're just reading in that time to get ready yeah. uh, for the next day's business. You know, so so yeah, we're going to talk a lot about business. Um, we are going to talk a little bit about basketball. Um, we can, you know, I feel like we can go ahead and knock out basketball. I don't feel like we have so much to say. I'm I'm literally just excited that Daryl Morey is is out. Mm. Not a Daryl Morey fan. Mm. Uh, he likes to bite the hand that feeds him. He likes to talk about all of his really smart moves, but he likes to not make it past the Western Conference Finals. So mm. I'm glad to see him gone. I'm glad to see Doc in Philadelphia. And uh, I have some scorchers on Ty Lu. Woo! Uh, we get five years in L.A. Five years for five a coach years. that's never done five things that matter. Uh, <laughs> literally the most overrated coach <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, it, they literally made Doc Rivers the scapegoat of a team that couldn't score in the fourth quarter. Paul George ought to be fired. He's the one that should be gone. <laughs> He's the one that was wide open over and over again and couldn't make a bucket to close out Denver. Playoff P. And, you know, Ty Lue was there the whole time. And, obviously, if he could have brought something to the table, he didn't. And, you know, the championships with LeBron, it ain't even like we just watched LeBron with Frank Vogel. And Frank Vogel made moves. He, he was changing the starting lineup. To successes every time, you know. Mm. He first brings in Howard on on the Nuggets, and he's killing them. Gets rid of Howard on Houston, and he kills him with small ball. I mean, he was literally making good strategic decisions. Uh, you know, he's a real coach, but we all know that in Cleveland, that team was loaded, and LeBron was stomping through the East. And Ty Lue literally has never done anything other than being stepped over by Allen Iverson. So I just don't see it, but I guess Steve Ballmer can ball it up and spend that money because yeah. he's making a lot of it. So. Straight up. Straight up, yeah. I uh, you know touch on that. Um, you know, not much to add on that on that Ty Lue scenario. I'm ready to watch uh, playoff P in the Clips bounce out of the second round again next year. Uh, that's 
pretty much been the habit for the last 10 years. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, it's been, go ahead and lay a bet Been now, pretty you know, all right. Like, um, you know, the, the Houston thing, seeing, seeing Daryl Morey bounce out, um, honestly, probably the right time for Daryl Morey to step out because Houston's about to, you know, they're stuck with Westbrook's contract, Harden's contract, the team <laughs> that can't win, no, like, no support players besides those two. Uh, so they're about to go in a pitfall. You, I, I saw statistics since 2007, 2008, they have the second highest winning percentage in the league, like 61%, only trailing the Spurs. And that's good and all, but they have zero championships. Zero championships, zero appearances. And uh, it's no zero appearances. appearances. Um, so uh, it was it was for nothing. He can now he can now be an everyday guest on Zach Lowe's podcast. It doesn't have to be that once a year. Oh, uh, yeah. He can be yeah. an everyday guest on that, that yeah. podcast. I think so. it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we're following along uh, with some of the moves, some of the rumors coming up in the league um, with Daryl Moore coming out. You know, what what do we see happen with uh, Russell Westbrook? You know, there's Knicks, or there's talks that the Knicks are going to go after him and see what happens with that. So I think that'll be an interesting piece as we watch free agency. Uh, and then with L.A., you know, how does L.A., prepare to defend the title there's already talks that anthony davis is going to opt out of his contract to re-sign to renegotiate with la so um, i think that that was a given uh, obviously since they won the championship he has great chemistry with lebron um, i don't think anybody expected him to move but what pieces do they put around him uh, to have more depth and and more uh, you know star power talks of chris paul bradley beal obviously on the table what do they do with rondo i think that'll be the interesting pieces moving forward yeah, I mean, I, I, you know how I feel about rumors, you know. I mean, rumors, rumors like aren't a big, good. Uh, they're not good for the big body. Rumors fan, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of rumors. Uh, rumors are just memes that that have lies in them. Uh, I don't, I don't need any of that. We'll see what happens right now. And this is, this is really my final take on basketball. Right now, I'm just basking in the glory of my favorite team winning a championship. It's been a minute. Uh, if you listen to this pod regularly, you know that I am uh, a Kentucky Wildcats fan. I am a New York Yankees fan, and I am a Los Angeles Lakers fan. It didn't happen that way, like like consciously. It happened naturally, and now here I am, naturally a fan of these things. I don't actually like the Cowboys. I say that sometimes at parties. It's just a joke, okay? If you were at a party with me, that was just a joke. Don't really like the Cowboys. Rest in peace, Dak Prescott. But I do. I do like the Yankees, the Wildcats, UK, uh, Big Blue, forever, uh, and I, I love the Lakers. And I think, I can't, I'm not 100% sure, but I think the Yankees were the last team that I was able to just bask in the glory, hmm. and now it's been a few years. Maybe Kentucky has one in the middle there, but it's, it's been a few years. I feel like it's I feel been like 10 I've years had, since, since the Lakers. It's been 10 years yeah. since the Lakers. I feel like it's been a long day in the hot sun since but, I've seen but the Yankees. The Yankees have been you know? exciting the last couple years. So The Yankees are exciting, and then they lose. And they, they make all the moves that I hate. Mm. Um, I'm actually going to be in New York soon, and I had this like little secret hope that, because timing-wise, I would have been there during the World Series, and I thought, if the Yankees win the World Series, I'll be in New York. <laughs> That'll be it, dude. That'll be everything. It'll be everything I've dreamed of as a Midwest boy. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the thing about the Yankees, they just make bad moves, and, and I could talk about it forever. But uh, for me, I'm still, like, I still hated the Joe Girardi signing as, as a coach. Uh, I don't. I don't need loser Cubs in my front office, and I don't need loser Cubs on my bench. Uh, sorry, Adam. I, it's not meant to be shade at you. The first time I saw you, you were wearing a Washington Nationals uh, hoodie. I think mm-hmm. that was your first baseball presence in my That's life. That's right. That's right. And so, I, I to me, you're a Nationals fan, but <laughs> you're also a Cubs fan. I don't need loser Cubs on my Yankee bench. 
Uh, we don't need that. Didn't he win a and World Series though? He did. He's the last one to win a World Series in New York. Uh, but you know, like they're loaded with talent. It's not. It, Girardi was just. He's not a great coach. I don't care what they say. Uh, and I feel like Aaron Boone. Uh, you know, he hit a big home run for the Yankees once. Not a big good like coach to me. He actually botched this uh, this playoff series. Um, he's a little bit too much of a of a of a thinker, and uh, you know likes to think he's a step ahead. He thinks he's playing chess out there, but he's not. He's playing checkers, and uh, <laughs> I wanted them to have Don Mattingly. Uh, they had the opportunity to hire Mattingly numerous times. I grew up. Don Mattingly was my favorite player until he retired, and then Jeter immediately took the role. And um, I really wanted Donnie Baseball to be the coach, and instead Jeter runs the Miami team, and he's got Don Mattingly on his as his coach. And so I don't know. Maybe my favorite team's the Marlins. They look pretty. Which, they were pretty fun. To they watch were pretty fun year. to watch, and. That's you know, maybe honestly, That's maybe I'm up. becoming a two city guy. Maybe I'm an LA and a Miami guy because I like the Heat. And I just, hey, I heard the Dolphins, Dolphins have a lot fan. of picks. Yeah, I heard they got Dolphins a lot of picks fan. in the future. Yeah, they're hey, going to win. Uh, but I stand by the Dolphins have the best color scheme that bright orange, that teal. <laughs> well, and, this, they, and they had Jay Cutler coming take. out of the prime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greatest well, quarterback on the fashion pod, you can definitely yeah, uh, you can definitely add um, that up. Yeah, I I respect your your Yankees take, but uh, you know I'm a I'm a big uh, LA Dodgers fan. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm a big I'm a big uh, eleven runs in the first inning type of guy, and uh, that's all I have to say about baseball. Dodgers, I can never talk more than Dodgers will be home it. be home after this. <laughs> so, I don't think they'll finish it off, but yeah. So let's talk business. Uh, you know, today yeah. uh, today. The day that we're recording this, obviously, when you listen to this, this will be old news by about four or five days, probably. Uh, but this was the second time there was a man in a jetpack <laughs> flying over the uh, L.A. airport. All right? When you see that on the news, you know, I know it's 2020, but you got to pause and be like, wait, what? Did they seriously? And that Seriously, is this a real picture? I thought I was looking at fake news. And not like political fake news. I thought like The Onion. I was like, oh, yeah, there's a guy with a jetpack flying over LAX. That's not real. But I looked into it, and it was real. The man was flying 6,000 feet in the air. 6,000 feet? I didn't read the articles. Yeah. He's That's six, high. 6,000 feet in the air. It's the second time they've seen him in six weeks. And the FBI is now investigating, Did trying he have to find out. On? Yeah, he's, he's, okay, good. he's full of disguise. Is he, is he licensed with the jetpack? Well, you would FAA. think it wouldn't take him long to find it, because yeah. apparently there's not a ton of people with these jetpacks. Because right? <laughs> you, can't, you can't buy them over the counter, I don't believe. So I started looking into the jetpacks, because... I got excited on a business standpoint. I was like, holy cow, this could be the best publicity stunt of all time. I need to buy stock in jetpacks right now, right? I was like, I got to get in right now. So I found the company that looks like the jetpack he was wearing. Um, and and they don't they don't sell jetpacks, I don't think, to consumers yet. I think it's like rescue people mm-hmm. or like certain celebrities maybe. Um, so... I don't, I don't totally know where, you know, like there has to be a list of people that actually have yeah. a jetpack that the FBI could quickly find. I felt like it was a publicity stunt to, you know, like show off that they have these sick jetpacks. Uh, there was only two companies that had jetpacks um, that are like really marketing like out there. Mm-hmm. One is the company who I think this jetpack's from, it's called Jetpack Aviation. Uh-huh. And the only information I could find about their jetpacks was that you were only supposed to be able to fly like a thousand feet and they would only last like 10 or 15 minutes. 
But apparently that's old news because they got these new ones that have these electric jet engines on them. These are actually jetpacks. And you you should be able to fly farther. And I think that they must have like the newer model. Yeah. This guy's 6,000 feet and he's flying around the airport. You know, like, you know. Yeah. The military apparently has these. They've sold them to the Navy. Um, They, uh... They so they're using these to uh, to do military stuff, jetpacks. So I mean, it's like pretty like this just doesn't seem true, but it's literally been going on for a long time. I like mean, a it's, long time. it's like my dream when I was a kid. I played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and you know put in the jetpack cheat and I fly around the Los Santos airports all the time yeah. and it's the same thing. Yeah, and you gotta wonder if the person that's doing this is just some like GTA guy and he's like, dude, I gotta do it. I felt like it was publicity stuff, like. You can't get better publicity than a disguised man flying yeah. a jetpack past the airport. I mean, because I mean, how dumb do you have to be to fly your jetpack next to one of the largest airports in the world? The other, I mean, you're when, dumb. when you, you like when you live the next rocketeer. to the you live next to the you're desert. The, yeah, you're the rocketeer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either way, the other company was Martin uh, Martin Aviation, uh-huh. and they were out of Australia or New Zealand, and they were formerly publicly traded, but they went out of business in 2019. And their jetpacks. Uh, I watched. So I watched that a video like today, which Galactic. we could uh, we can put the video on uh, on our uh, IG page. We'll put it in our bio. Uh, it's a video of like the top eight like best flying devices right now. There was eight uh, flying devices. Uh, a lot of them were like actual hoverboards that uh-huh. hover, and people acting like they're flying. Like, like Marty McFly from Yeah, Back like the future. Yeah, like if you're like twelve inches off the ground, so that's as flying. But they're making them. They actually have a few companies make those. Uh, there's a few that are like. Like like a chop like a helicopter like bike. A lot of them look like drones that you sit on, mm. and they they fly. They're pretty mm-hmm. cool. Uh, but the jetpack, the jetpack from Jetpack Aviation actually uh, folds into like a suitcase, and it it doesn't weigh a lot. It holds uh, the gas one held like ten gallons of kerosene, I think. So yeah. weigh like like 90 pounds but it's relatively light they said you could jog with it on like you so could do you have to check jog. that at the airport or can you carry on <laughs> you carry on they're 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 licensed with with the uh with the faa so you can actually own yeah. one they're like a licensed product to have that's wild and you could get a license yeah. to pilot them so like if we have one out here in the midwest where there's not a lot of airports in the way you could probably fly pretty good yeah and like it it looks like straight iron man stats i mean it's just like a couple of joysticks up on the hands and like they're hovering and, and they they fly pretty easy the the owner of the company is uh or the ceo let's see his name is david mayman and um he actually so i just read that he had just finished funding a new speeder um that is like kind of like the, the motorcycle idea uh, it's a it's a pilot controlled or autonomous like like little flying motorcycle, mm-hmm. and uh, it apparently will be able to go up to four hundred miles per hour. There's no exposed rotors, and um, it's like really really easy to fly. Like th- that's that's the mm-hmm. whole thing is they're trying to make stuff yeah. that's so easy anybody can fly it. So this guy just just finished that, and for two million he says he can build this uh, this prototype full scale flying f- motorcycle. For two million dollars, that's all he had to race for. Um, yeah. So yes. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty nice. People think he can do it because he built a jetpack that fits in a suitcase, so he could build a motorcycle that. Flies. Yeah, that's that's wild. You know, and, and a lot of companies are trying to divest into this into this space. I know Uber is wanting. They have a, a plan of you know flying taxis, and the thing that worries me about flying cars and, and things like that is people are already bad enough drivers like oh, it has to be an idea. exclusive oh, yeah. 
thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like as hard as getting a normal pilot's license. People that are buying them are buying them for the same reason you buy a four wheeler. Like they're yeah. mostly just getting them to go take places. But I mean, but, think if you go to the Badlands yeah. and just fly around, like that would yeah. be that would be sick. Everybody would be doing that. Yeah. And like you look at how much like like you know this summer I just saw so many people with side by sides buying side by sides. Everyone's getting a side by side, and they're they're you know little razors and stuff, and mm-hmm. they're taking them out you know, off road. And even where Honda now has commercials with their new side by side and and their SUVs and their dirt bikes all in the commercial because so many people are buying that kind of stuff. So I mean like the next step is something that's even crazier, you know. So I feel like I feel like it's just like this is literally what business is to me is finding a market that seems impossible that's untapped. Come to market first, mm-hmm. make the best and coolest one you can make, and become the name in that industry. And uh, you unfortunately can't buy stock in, in Jetpack Aviation because yeah. they're privately funded. They actually had a huge sale a couple of years ago where you could have got in super cheap. Uh, but they won Y Combinator. They have Y Combinator money. They have uh, investing from one of the co-founders of Skype. Uh, so, I mean, they have a lot of venture capitalists that have already invested in it. But right now, they're still private. But, I mean, I feel like that's actually the kind of thing that could take off. <laughs> what a bad dad joke, That's right? a good one. No, but it was, that, was, that was good. Yeah, yeah, it was doable. Yeah, it was definitely doable. Um, they, they definitely are taking off. They were flying above the LA airport today. I got to get one. I'll be honest. I got to get one, man. Like, I, to me, it's not about GTA. It's like Battlefront, like the those jet, <laughs> jet troopers. You know, I get like a little grenade launcher and I like, can do anything for a few minutes. Actually, I always like Boba him. Fett. I always die yeah. on the Jet Trooper. I always get shot. Yeah, like Boba Fett. The the motorcycle they're building is actually called the Speeder. So Ooh, they're definitely like pushing that. a Star Wars. Uh, yeah, I mean as Star you Wars should. Idea, yeah. As you should. Yeah. Now I think the the reason that one of the things that makes this obviously a bad idea is you can't have just people flying everywhere because yeah. you can barely have people driving. And, yeah. and you were saying that. Um, I know whenever uh, Elon Musk was on uh, the Joe Rogan pod, he talked about. His uh, his like wind tunnel. What's that thing called? The Hyperloop. Oh, the uh, the, the boring thing. tunnel. The, well, the, the Hyperloop. The boring company. Yeah, with the Hyperloop. Yeah, he talked about that and how the Hyperloop was because Joe Rogan asked him because you know Joe Rogan is like he's so dumb that he'll ask all the dumbest questions, but it's mm-hmm. good for people who are also dumb. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, I know I'm, I know I'm attacking like the most popular podcast in the world, uh, but you know I listen to it, so it's fine. I'm dumb. That's it's cool. Uh, but I don't always listen to it. I just listen to the Elon <laughs> yeah. Musk episode. Elon Musk and Mike Tyson are the only two I've ever listened to all the way through. <laughs> and they're both fascinating. I highly suggest those episodes. But uh, he asked the, the same question, like, well, the future was always supposed to be flying cars and, and personal flying devices. And Elon Musk is like, no, everybody would wreck. It's yeah. impossible to, to, to do with public transportation. And he's like, I can build hyperloops as deep into the ground as you can imagine. I can have one on top of another on top of another because mm-hmm. we would never run out of room to transport people at super speed to the exact place they want to go at yep. no cost. Yep. And so as much as I think this guy could build a sick jetpack, I still would rather have Elon Musk. Yeah, I mean, I think I think of Elon Musk's company, the companies, the boring company is the one that actually matters most to the world. Um, and, and it's because, you know... Uh, I just want the, to let all the listeners yeah. know that you were wearing an Elon Musk t-shirt. Oh, my right? gosh. And that, like, it's gotten out of... It's just gotten out of hand. Like, it's gotten out of hand. Adam, I mean, you've seen it. Every week, it's Tesla, it's SpaceX. I mean, every week. Every week? He finds a way to bring it up. Not even. Before we start the pod, he said, you know, one of the big NBA rumors is that they're going to change the FedEx forum into the SpaceX forum. And I was like, that can't be true. 
No. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. But where, where, like, you know, Tesla, SpaceX are doing great things and in innovation in their fields um, technologically, the Boring Company is the only company that's really doing what they're doing on a large scale, um, building hyperloops, building tracks for autonomous pods and autonomous, um, you know, you elevate it down with your Tesla or you hop on a, an autonomous pod and you get beamed to where you're going. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. So you get, you know, transported to where you're going. The only pods I'm Like, can I have an autonomous iPod? I used to have a Zoom. How embarrassing, right? Dang, that's messed up. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you that the boring company is the most <laughs> exciting company, if that's what you're trying to say. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I I, uh, I do I do. Except for the really... fact that Elon Musk doesn't get clearance. No, he, for, no one's he just he just digs the yeah. tunnels and he's like, I did this for you, Las Vegas. But he dug a tunnel where it could be tested out. Yeah. But they haven't let him do it where he could actually build it right. Yeah. It would be great if they let him do that. And you would think that California, if, if anyone was going to let him, that they would. But um, I guess they're not. You know, uh, I, I will say that as a kid, I always wanted a jetpack. Um, <laughs> but as an adult, I think that having a Hyperloop that takes me to Casey's would just be everything. That's like, messed up. Oh, man, I need to go to Casey's. And then pizza. I could just jump in my autonomous pod. And with no, with no G-force resistance, I could just, boom, right over to Casey's. Just like that. And I'd be like, they'd be like, how'd you get here? And I'd say, I commuted here on the Hyperloop. And then I'd get back in and just, take it right back to my house. Just for a pizza. Just for a slice of breakfast pizza. No, I don't even really like the breakfast pizza. I only like the regular lunch pizza. That's the breakfast pizza is okay like once, at, once oh a year. Oh, my goodness. It's mostly the app, man. What a great technology oh advancement Casey's has made. Um, Boss. I don't know. Shut All I know is that, to me, I feel like investing in uh, in, in jetpacks, I'm, I'm on that. As soon as that becomes a thing I can invest in, I'm going to say, where do I give you all my money? Because that would be it. And I just can't see anyone not wanting a jetpack. I mean, I could just as soon as you have a jetpack, everyone's coming over. They want to see a jetpack. So and when they do, you can just jet on out. Yeah. Oh, this party's whack. <laughs> there we go. Boom. It would actually be the best way to like, as a coffee guy, it would be the best way to enter and exit a coffee business. <laughs> like I land outside, I come in, and I go, "This coffee's not any good." I throw it, throw it across <laughs> the room, throw it across the counter, back at the barista. I run out the door. I could think of a little coffee shop I'd like to I just jet right out of. Oh, yeah. Jet right through the window. I just... This window looks like a good direction to jet out of. Yeah. I would would love that. I actually can't think of anything I'd love more. I like that. Well, Hyperloop to Casey's. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that qualifies as business. You know, we haven't... We've really been on basketball so long. I just... I'm not 100% sure what business is. But I felt like a man flying a jetpack above the L.A. airport was business. Yeah, straight up. Straight up. And, uh, and we're going to roll it. You know, we talked about baseball, basketballs, business. Baseballs. Boring companies. We talked about footballs for a minute. Ooh, footballs. We did for a minute. And, we had the Dolphins and the Cowboys. And then, and then we talked about Elon Musk and switching to my, one of my top CEOs. Let's talk about Bitcoin. And how my boy Jack Dorsey made a fifty million dollar investment, bought forty seven hundred and forty seven oh nine uh, bitcoins, 
yep. worth fifty million dollars uh, from Square, and it's because you know they, they you can buy Bitcoin through the Cash App, and uh, they've seen the market there, and, and he's one of this. Uh, What's the current, percentage on that on the Cash App? Do they do they take a cut? I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't go through the Cash App. I'm a Robinhood user. Hit me up if you want. Even that though they just stuff. got hacked. <laughs> okay, only two thousand accounts this time though. Only two thousand. This time. This time. <laughs> Dang! So it wasn't your account. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't my account. I don't think either, it was so my account. Yeah. It looks like looks like I still have my money in there. But um, I think it's interesting to see how um, how Jack Dorsey decided to make this investment such a large investment. This is something I you know I was texting uh, you and Elijah when the news broke about it. Um, I, I saw a lot of other articles come out saying that this is kind of like the solidifier of people actually thinking that Bitcoin is is the valuable asset that it is for the internet currency you know for the last couple of years as bitcoin has been rising in the public sphere um it has been a notorious you know kind of a weird offshoot type of currency is an investment isn't a currency people didn't know what to do about it but there obviously has been that potential and somebody like jack dorsey buying 50 million he's on your mantle bitcoin. yeah he's on your mantle. He's, he's on the mantle for sure um through his company i think solidifies what we think that Bitcoin can be as a currency in the internet. Yeah, well, I think, I think the one I, I mostly ignored your text, <laughs> but as soon as you texted me that, I did immediately look up the price of Bitcoin, and then I thought today I've got to transfer some money over into that Bitcoin, and I did transfer money, but I didn't buy it because it's still it's you still didn't sitting buy fifty too million high. dollars worth. No, it was actually it was actually still sitting too high. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Bitcoin's been been hovering around ten or eleven thousand right now. And I think it will make a dip back to the eight or nine thousand range before it goes up again. So, uh, if you're if you're tracking with me, don't buy the digital money known as Bitcoin until it's a little lower. <laughs> I, I'm actually calling it digital money. I'm not calling any of it cryptocurrency anymore. Maybe the weird ones, the ones that Elijah trades are cryptocurrency. Yeah, but I'm pretty much I like to just call Bitcoin it digital money because all my money is mostly digital. I mean, I got some yeah. cash in the drawer, you know, in like every drawer, you know. But most of my money is digital. I actually have a pretty funny story about cash uh, that I, I guess I should share now because I said yeah. I have it. Yeah. So, you know, I went to Mexico on my honeymoon. And I never had left the country before at the time. And uh, I was nervous, right? <laughs> and I was nervous about cash. I was nervous about getting there and not having any money or something happening to my cash, right? Uh-huh. And I became overly nervous yeah. like a conspiracy theorist <laughs> now a conspiracy theorist right now may have heard what you said about jack dorsey yeah in the digital money yeah and thought oh lord it's one world currency they're gonna make me stamp my bitcoin wallet on my hand or my head and i hope that that's true i, I do too straight up <laughs> i hope you do up. have to put your bitcoin wallet on your hand again but uh i was in a conspiracy mode and i thought i get to mexico somehow i'm gonna lose all my money plus you know i thought mexico was pretty dangerous so I was like, I gotta make sure I have a decent amount of money. So if some of it gets stolen, I still have more money. So what I did was I hid it in a lot of places, right? Like in different places in my bags. In left like, sock, right sock. Yeah, like let's say like, let's say, I don't know how much money it was, but I'm gonna say it was like $1,000. And I was just putting a couple Dang hundred here, a couple hundred here, a couple hundred in my pocket, you know, yeah. just different places. When I got to Mexico and got through the line, they were like, they, they, they make you stay in there in front of like a monitor. And if this red light turns on, this is like pretty weird. I was in Puerto Vallarta. It wasn't the biggest airport. So when the red light comes on, you got to open your bags. Well, I didn't know this. So we get up there. We stay in there for a minute. The red light comes on. They're like, you guys got to come over here. We're going to look through your bags. 
And I was like, oh, shit, this is where they're going to take all my money. money. I did the wrong thing. I should have kept all the money out of my bag. Well, instead, like, I opened this big suitcase, and there's money just sitting everywhere in the suitcase. And the lady looked at it, and she just looked so nervous, like... Oh my gosh, this guy has a suitcase with just random money. Just but it wasn't like enough money to be smuggling. It was like sitting, you know, it was like, here's someone top of some jeans. You move these, and it here's was like a you lost it. Like, yeah. Yeah. like I had misplaced it in there. And she was obviously uncomfortable just like touching it because she was worried she was going to yeah. like drop my money. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I got some money sitting. <laughs> and uh, yep, they let me go. They let me leave. With your money. With my money. Never had to worry about it, you know. And then the resort man that kept me stocked up on Coca-Cola, man, I just leave them a little money. So it was good. It was all good. But you know what would have been better? If everybody accepted digital cryptocurrency money, then I wouldn't no, I'll have to worry about it. I just back here scan my hand. <laughs> Got cash on this thing. Straight up. Straight up. Tattoos, man. So <laughs> Yeah, I want everything digital. You know, I've been pretty amped. Uh, news broke this last week about Apple. Um, working heavily and diverting a lot of attention towards um, making a secured wallet for carrying things like your passport ID. You know, we already know that Apple and, and other companies I have. You know, they're now. So if I had it digitally, yeah, I'd be like, exactly. Apple they're, they're Apple Pay. I want to never carry my wallet because I carry my ID and then my physical, like you know, debit card, credit card, all that, which I already have on my phone. So I don't even need like the physical copy because I can pretty much cash out or I can pretty much, uh, you know, Apple Pay in most places now. Um, I'm excited for the time where we can have a passport securely, driver's license securely, and that be a common thing. Dude, just my so car I can only keys. have my phone. Because I that's don't honestly carry car keys. I lose them every day. Exactly. In, in Apple just announced first digital car key with the BMW M5, the new 2021 BMW M5. No Mercedes guy, but I love it. Uh, so I'm. Uh, I was told no to when I asked to pre-order that new BMW. So maybe next year I'll put it on my Christmas list or something. But put it there this year. I think you've been a good boy. Straight, straight up. <laughs> I think Sam might bring you an M5. But honestly, it's to me a lot more secure to have everything digitally um, than on my wallet because I can literally lose my wallet and everybody can steal my information. But only some people can hack into my stuff and steal it. So. I don't know. I feel like law averages and ratios that everything's more secure on my phone than in my wallet. Oh, yeah. I have like a hundred stories about how many places and times <laughs> I've lost my wallet. Places I left it. Places I left my keys. I mean, and the only thing that worries me about the digital thing is that it's all on my phone then. So then I'm going to have to, you know, young Jay-Z it and have two or three phones. You know, just in case I lose the phone, I can still use my other well, phone. Well, you can, you know, you got Apple Watch. Well, yeah. But you what if your, I lose that? See? You got your iPad. I mean, basically, you're saying I already am young Jay-Z. I got <laughs> Apple Watch, iPad, phone. New people can reach me so many BMW different ways. BMW M5. Oh, yeah, you are reachable. I am young Jay-Z. Me and Jay-Z are going to be close someday. I'm going to New York later this month. If I run into him, I may not come back. Because we're going to be friends. You know, I'm not saying I'll quit being friends with you guys. Definitely would stay friends with y'all. <laughs> Definitely. What a guy. Bring us along. What a guy. up. So I, I could, I mean, for real, I could talk about Jay-Z the rest Straight of the up. night. You know, Straight up. Because I really like Jay-Z. <laughs> the same way I like Michael Jordan or Warren Buffett. I really like Jay-Z. Me and him going to be friends. 
Uh, I know there's rappers you could talk about tonight. I could talk about every rapper. Jay Z, obviously. You know, Drake. I listened to some Drake. Drake work this I, morning. See, I thought you were gonna say Smino or <laughs> J Cole. I thought you were gonna be really cool. Nah, just now. okay. But you went the you went the other way. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody loves Drake. It's like I set you up for failure. Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, you're just Adam. Do you like Drake? No. So, oh, see, not everyone likes Drake. That's okay. So. That's okay. One thing I want to talk about today, uh, since we're talking about business, and uh, this has been a fascinating topic for me and part of my uh, my wealth strategy, um, or anti-wealth strategy, because maybe it doesn't work. You know, I'm not going to sit around saying everything I do works. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing my best, and I hope you're doing your best, too. Uh, but I, I like to talk about consumer spending habits. Hmm. And uh, one thing that's been on my mind is, so we're, we're coming to a point with, with where we're at as a country their stock market's going up and down every day based on COVID-19, based on the pandemic, and based really on the upcoming election. You know, like uh, you know, when, when, uh, when 45 won, uh, the stocks went up because, you know, a lot of people that expected their wealthy tax cuts and all those things knew they were going to have more money and less regulation and could do whatever they wanted. So they knew they were going to make more money and, and things went up. Um, but, you know, there's also like... There's always a way to play the stock market on, on that thing. You know, there's things that will go up if, if a different person's elected. There's things that will go down. There's a way to play the stock market at all times. There's never a way to – you can always make money in the stock market just depending on what your strategy is. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that really changes the stock market to me is consumer spending. And so we're coming into fourth quarter. Or really, we're in the fourth quarter now. And fourth quarter is huge for certain businesses, especially in the retail market. Mm-hmm. And we've just watched – you know, obviously Walmart and Target and Amazon have just been cashing out during COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're making so much money that when you look out on paper, you're like almost embarrassed to be an American knowing that America is bringing in this much money from this bad thing. Yeah. But you also know that no matter who's elected, there's an 11% unemployment rate. No matter who's elected, we know that in, in restaurants, uh, it's going to get cold. And our people sit outside and people ain't going to be able to wait tables to make that extra tip money or do all the stuff that, like, I feel like is what turns industry forward, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, the stores are still having limited hours and have changed some of their planning. And before all this, brick and mortar was in trouble. It was yep. already in trouble. So I, I looked up some of these things today in the, in the light of consumer spending habits. And, uh, and one thing I saw is that since 2008, we've spent more every holiday season year over year. Mm-hmm. So we've had, a, as, as United States, we've had an 11 or 12 year run of spending more money per holiday season. And last year, we spent around $950 per person or an average of $1,500 per household. And it was the highest spending we've ever had in the holiday season in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like over a trillion dollars on just Christmas, which is honestly mind blowing. It's just like <laughs> 1500 per household, 900 per person. Yeah. You know, like that's just mind blowing. Um, the year before it was 880 per household. So that's pretty good, pretty good jump, not quite 10%, but it's a good jump. And I feel like we're coming into a year that we're going to see the first decline in consumer spending. You know, like there's no way we spend as much in 2020 yeah. as we spent in 2019. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the brick and mortar businesses, their whole business concept is float your way to November, mm-hmm. you know, just make enough money to get by, make a little bit of Easter money, make a little bit of, you know, a spring break money, make a little bit of tax money, you know, and then float your way to get by so that in November, December, you can cash out. Start Christmas as early as possible, you know, make the money. Yeah. And Amazon, you know, moved Prime Day for the same thing. We're going to move Prime Day up 
in Dupron Day in October so they could start Christmas shopping as early as possible after they've already cashed out on the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So looking at that situation, it kind of just made me think, who's going to suffer the most? Who's going to win the most? Prime Day results have already somewhat come out. And I think that Amazon didn't share all the results right away because I think they were actually down on actual Amazon sales. Mm-hmm. What they did share is their third-party sellers were up 60%. So third-party Amazon sellers, which is like the people that sell on their marketplace. Over Prime Day, they did $3.5 billion, and that was 60% higher than last year. And last year's Prime Day was $7 billion. So they already project just off the third-party sellers being up that Amazon will be between 7.1 and $10 billion. So they'll have still cashed out on Prime Day. With probably more people thinking, hey, I need to buy online because I'm not going to be able to go to a store. Yeah. You know? And I know like with my family, that's when my mom was trying to buy Christmas gifts and, and um, my mother-in-law was trying to buy Christmas gifts. Everyone asking them what the kids want because they're trying to buy Prime Day stuff right now for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, ma- it immediately made me think of the targets and where you're going to make money. So you look at the top 100 retailers and I, I just narrowed down a list. Best Buy, TJ Maxx, is TJX on stocks. Macy's, which has suffered constantly, Kohl's, Nordstrom, Gap, Bed Bath and & Beyond, and I, and I rounded it up with Darden restaurants. Mm-hmm. Thinking these, these stocks are the ones I think in the top 100 retailers or in this segment have the most to lose. And then I kind of narrowed down based off which ones were really the most high based off their you know, either previous low this yeah. year or their low before this most recent president, like what was the 2015, 2016 numbers? Because I kind of think that the older numbers are actually where our market's bottom is at this point. You know, like even with COVID, we kind of went back to that as like our low. Um, so Best Buy to me is top of the list. They're up to $120, which is like around their high of the last five years, like mm-hmm. literally the highest they've been. Um, before, before the, you know, like 2015, they were worth about $25 a share. And earlier this year, when COVID hit, they were at $48 a share. And literally could picture them being at $60 like overnight. Like if they have a bad fourth quarter, they're going down, you know. Um, TJ Maxx was a little more friendly. Uh, they were at 57. During COVID, they were at 41. And before all this, they were at 32. So even though it's still like a, almost 50% less, it's still a little bit higher and not as much margins there. Uh, Macy's is just total trash. They're at 625 a share. During COVID, they're at 480. Before 2015, they were $50 a share. So they're really just on a downward uh, downward slope. Nordstrom is about the same. Um, they were at 65 five years ago and are sitting at 13. Um, Kohl's, uh, I think the Kohl's, people really think Kohl's is like, you know, you can do your Amazon returns there. Yeah. And, and they have some deals with Amazons. But I see Kohl's as still being another bad one. Uh, they're sitting at 20 a share. In 2015, they were at 40 a share. And during COVID, they are at 12. So there's definitely like... Room to move, like pretty far there. Um, Gap is about the same. They, they were at 20 uh, right now, and they were at 27 five years ago, and during COVID, they were at $5. So there's literally a ton of, of just movement in that stock. And the last one I saw was Darden, and to me, Darden could take a huge hit because when you think about food places, you know, all your fast food places are just killing it during during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to kill it. You know, the drive throughs are long. I've literally waited 45 minutes at Taco Bell. Uh, I can't, I just can't imagine how that could be, but that is. And, uh, you know, Darden restaurants, you know, I think they're, they're, you know, they got the outdoor seating right now. But, you know, you're just not looking, you're in a hurry. You know, you have to plan ahead. All right, I'm going to order some Olive Garden tonight. Yeah. You know, I'm really feeling that. 
and you know, like half the, really half that place is experience. You know, these places, their, their prices are inflated based on experience for just about everything under that brand. And before, they're actually sitting at $100 right now. And during COVID, they went to 55 and five years ago, they were at 55. So I'm just thinking, hey, 55 is their bottom. And you could easily see them going there. Fourth quarter profits aren't good. To me, I'm thinking, hey, you're putting puts out in, in March or June of 2021, looking to sell as soon as you've doubled or tripled your money on. So like to me, I just, I can't see consumer spending going up. I think 11% unemployment, consumer spending has to go down. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and we've seen the trend throughout the last, you know, seven, eight months that we've been in this global pandemic. Um, just more people, uh, you know, savings rates have drastically increased because there's so much uncertainty about uh, not only job market, you know, uh, rising inflation, and how do we hedge that off on a national scale? Um, how do we uh, allocate our expenses? What bills do we pay? What bills don't we pay this month? Uh, so consumer savings is is way up um, during this time. You know, like you've mentioned, 11 percent unemployment right now. I think that's continuing to rise. Job report just came out today about another close to 900,000 Americans filing for unemployment. And it's just that story week after week as we dive into this. Um, I think one of the biggest uh, key indicators that we can look to in America is looking at Europe. Um, pretty similar in terms of demographics, spending habits, uh, wealth uh, generation, and, and things like that in the European economy. And they've kind of begun to hit another wave of the pandemic, not to the same extent that we are dealing with in the United States, uh, but there are a lot of uh, municipalities in Europe and in major cities, uh, Paris and um, London and a lot of metro areas uh, around France and, and things like that are just going into new restrictions, new lockdowns, trying to pay, uh, trying to get off this uh, pandemic and, you know, lessen those numbers. So we, we see that shake up and as a result of that, all of the key indicators of the market, all of the big banks, all of the um, reserves are, you know, pointing towards a longer and slower recovery, a more rocky recovery than anticipated. We thought that there was going to be a bounce back. We thought that the economy was going to be a V-shaped pattern where we dip down and we, we rack it back up. But in reality, it's, it's going to be a slow gain. And, and uh, we're, we're looking at a long recession and long recovery efforts because of this external force of the pandemic, along with the multitude of other layers of things that are happening in the world that are always happening in the world year after year, um, having to deal with that. Um, so I think it's, it's very important to look at Europe as indicators. And if I am, you know, heading up the Federal Reserves or heading up the big banks or, or the key investment partners in the United States, I'm not only looking at the indicators in Europe, in uh, Australia, and in those types of places, but I am uh, trying to figure out how do we hedge this off and how do we split investments to help wave off things like consumer spending. Um, we know that traveling and the commodity um, you know, industry, hotels, airlines, cruises, all of those sort of things are gone for the foreseeable future. You know, Those things are, are wiped out along with now we're seeing retail just taking a dip and, and like you projected for the holiday season. So where do we find new hedges and, and new investments to, um, you know, break that off? You know, uh, rates, interest rates are dropping in a lot of countries and we're seeing that as a way to uh, fend off inflation and, and rising cost of goods around the world. Um, how do the reserves deal with market after market just being wiped out by the pandemic? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the big thing that they're going to be looking at and trying to figure out. And obviously, with the, with America, we've already borrowed so much money from ourselves, you know, that we have to now teeter along mm-hmm. to keep everything stable, you know. And if if things get less stable, you know, then those bottoms that we're talking about in prices yeah. become way lower than that, you know. So, I mean, it's definitely a rocky road. I also think that with retail spending, you're going to see more, like, cheap products. Like, I think China benefits from the situation because putting cheaper products on the shelf is going to make more money. You know, like, where Apple was able to inflate the cost of iPhones and pushing these higher-end things, you know, now you're going to see companies coming out with that cheaper version of a product again to try to get something nice that's a little lower in cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I think you'll see that around the board with stuff. You know, this will be the this will be the year you get that knockoff PlayStation controller. Again, <laughs> you know, uh, though though PlayStation and Xbox are still going to kill the holidays. Yeah. When does Absolutely. the PS Five come out? Holiday season. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's just in a few weeks. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, pre- pre-orders drop for. <laughs> getting ten for everything. And uh, I'm not buying one Xbox. I'm not an Xbox guy. You probably are. You're younger. Yeah, than me. I have Xbox. Yeah, Eastside Disney loves his <laughs> Xbox. Uh, you know what an Xbox is? It's a device that doesn't hold any value. Uh, I don't know if you've ever tried to resell your Xbox, but you're going to get a lot less money out of that than you will your PlayStation. Uh, it's just like having an Android. But hey, you know, to each their own. To each their own. If you would like, yeah, a except for the Android Samsung, part. go ahead Nobody, and get you. Yeah. One, you know? <laughs> If you want to pay Steve Ballmer to pay Ty Lue, go ahead and get you an Xbox. Dang. If you think that was a bad decision, Dang. so I with paid place, Playoff you, P. Yeah, you paid Playoff P. Dang. And he didn't do a good job, so all your Microsoft money was in on that. I actually have no real thing against Microsoft. It's just the Xbox. Yeah. Well, and their computers. I mean, Microsoft <laughs> is the second best tech stock, third best. I love, I love Billy Gates. William <laughs> Gates, I love that guy. You can with give the, me a, with if, the Bitcoin chip implanters. Yep. Yeah, he's you the, give me he's a the T-shirt that says to, "I love Bill Gates," and I'll wear it all over the Midwest. If somebody has a "I love George Soros" T-shirt, I'll wear that all over the Midwest too. Straight up, I love that guy. He's never done anything to hurt me. He's never hurt my feelings. He's never said anything mean to me on the internet. He's not paid me any money to talk good about him, which is a little bit of a bummer. But uh, you know, I'll I'll live with it. Some people do pay me to talk good about him. Zach, sad Zach, sad face. Sad face. Yep, he pays me to talk good about him. Sometimes Elijah will give me five or ten dollars, like, hey, could you just say something nice about me today? Because uh, there's a lot of abuse. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, I think that I think that that's a good start. Yep. I hope uh, I hope that you're making good uh, good stock moves and good business moves right Look now. Look out for us, you know, as we're focusing more business heavy. Beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday. Listen to us on your commute, on your lunch break, as you're doing your work. Hit us up. Follow us on Instagram uh, while we get everything going there. Yeah, if you're, if you're uh, listening to... Am I to, Baller? Straight oh, up. yeah, I am on Baller. Like a review. Share us with uh, around, your, around your office, around your, you know, your side hustle, around your crew, around your team, whoever you're doing business with. Yeah, for, if you're in the propane business like Zach Ayapa, you share us with your propane yeah. customers. Say, Straight up. Hey, I know you're at home today. I know you're warm because yeah. I just put your new propane in here. Yeah. If, now go in there and snuggle up. If you're in the propane business, baller. you gotta leak the episodes, but not the propane. Not the gas. Don't leak gas. <laughs> Don't leak the, leak gas. the episode. That was good. Um, I, uh, I I will say that you know uh, we are we are on the Instagram. We're gonna I'm gonna send you the link and we're gonna put the uh, the video to the flying devices, top eight <laughs> flying devices on the market right now, so you can dream yeah. about getting you one. Um, yeah. 
if anybody can uh, can get a jetpack, just holler at me, man. I'll come down. I'll come wherever you are. Ooh. What I want to see is Shaquille O'Neal endorsing <laughs> jetpacks. I want to see a seven foot, three hundred pound man flying around. That's, that's to me. Like. That's where that's where the future is. <laughs> um, but no, for real. Uh, as we talk about business, we're we're gonna start having some more guests on and talking about some of their businesses and what they do. Um, and I think that it's about time that we talk about the business that uh, that we do, which uh, sometimes is a lot of different things, uh, but. You know, I think that this winter is a good time to talk about the coffee business. Uh, you know, uh, just as a, as, a, as a small, small, subtle tip, uh, you know, I just read that the, uh, the coffee world that, that we are a part of, the third wave of independent coffee businesses, have taken a huge hit in the pandemic. It'll be the first year that the amount of those businesses didn't grow, but it shrunk. And it's stunting the future of, of third wave mm-hmm. coffee, yeah. where everybody and their brother was starting to have one, and now a lot of people are out. Luxury goods. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's been a luxury good, and now the chains, as far as even in the restaurant business as a whole, the chains are winning. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how some people pivot, how some people work, and, and some of our thoughts on It's always big bank takes a little bank. Yep. Um, so, yeah. That's it. Baller out. I uh, hope you enjoy. I uh, hope, hope you guys enjoy the outtakes. I hope you don't get stuck in the lilies. I know where we are. <clears throat> I know where that. I know where that splits. So uh, you know, talking about you know, talking about business though. Uh, you know, I don't want to get. I don't want to get off into the weeds because uh, we're into the. Uh, you know, the lilies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really like the usage. I, like I didn't really like the usage of the word weeds there. Run it back. But all right, all right, all right, all right. We're running back.